so I'm happy to introduce Dr. Pellegrino. You presented your um, interesting data concerning the, um, uh, the uh, rate of uh, positive surgical margin uh, corresponding to the site of the index lesion on MRI for the patients uh, undergoing prostatectomy with um, nerve sparing. So um, how do you see the value of the findings of this, um, of this um, coincidence of the, of the site of the lesion with a, a positive surgical uh, margin? So uh, should we not do a, a nerve sparing on the site of the target lesion? So that is actually a really good question. Um, I think that this paper, uh, this, this, uh, research proposal works in a, in, in an environment of different, uh, papers which have been published on the topic. This is more of a preoperative assessment. There are other studies which look at histological analysis of positive surgical margins. There's also one on, on the length of positive surgical margin associated with long-term outcomes. And essentially what we wanted to do was to allow the reader to understand that at a preoperative setting with an MRI lesion on one side or the other, with a Pyrides 3, 4, or 5 lesion, um, that the most of the positive surgical margins in patients who ultimately develop PSMNs are on the ipsilateral side of the, of the lesion, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, of course. Did you, do you have data comparing uh, different index lesions in the scoring? I mean, if you have a higher risk for positive surgical margin in, in uh, Pirates 5 as compared to Pirates 3, so do you stratify it further in the subgroups? We didn't look at that yet uh, because uh, I think we needed more, um, one, more longer follow-up to understand whether this was clinically relevant also at a BCR level, so whether there was an increased incidence of biochemical recurrence. Um, the same question would refer to the, uh, to the risk assessment uh, concerning other risk factors like glycine uh, grade or size of the lesion, for example. So you, you, you don't have this data yet. Not yet, but um, because there are other variables which we're actually interested in looking at. One, of course, as you mentioned, whether there's gleason three, four, five, which uh, whether an increasing in gleason, uh, no, sorry, pirates three, four, five, where there's an increase in the pirates lesion, is there an increase in positive surgical margins? There may not be a, an increase in positive surgical margins, even though I do expect that a higher pirates lesion will correlate to a higher risk of undetected extra capsule extensions, which may correlate to positive surgical but margins. But we don't know yet. Yes, we don't Based know Based on your data. Yeah. So what, what we're looking at, so that's one of the questions, the pirates lesion. Two is whether size matters. So I, we, we, does the uh, size of the pirates lesion matter? Or even the distance uh, between, if, if you measure the distance between the lesion and the bundle, yes. so is, is it an pro independent prognostic parameter for, for the risk of uh, positive surgical margin? Yeah, that's a great point. And um, so if we dive down that rabbit hole, there are so many questions we could ask. And I think it's a really interesting um, topic. And this was just the first step we wanted to, um, we wanted to bring forward. There have actually been some very interesting um, articles which have come out recently in um, there was a, there was a, a recent review that I read from the prostate cancer in, uh, from a South Australian group talking about different, um, independent risk factors for positive surgical margins. And, uh, most of them have actually had, um, I think it was a meta analysis. Uh, they also had long-term follow-up. So it was also interesting to see, because at the end of the day, 
positive centrical margin is a histological diagnosis, what makes sense is to understand whether this actually is ultimately clinically relevant. Because um, if we can live with the idea that as surgeons we have uh, positive surgical margins, but are they correlated to actually clinical data is... Uh, is the important thing because even if we have a less than one millimeter positive surgical margin, um, we don't necessarily have to treat them. So yeah, this was uh, this was also one of my questions. If you could correlate uh, the size of the parous lesion, for example, with the extent of the surgical margin or gleason grade on the surgical margin, so these are all uh, the questions. That's a lovely question. <laughs> <laughs> one I don't have the answer to. So, um, but yes, so that that that's ideally. What we want to have is enough data so that the surgeon at the preoperative setting, he sees the MRI, he sees the lesion, he sees the pirates, and uh, he says, listen, I think we can bypass the nerve sparing on that route. Or we can reach a point where we have a, a small, I don't know, pirates three lesion, positive, small, which is not necessarily close to the capsule. And we can say, well, we can, we can tr- attempt the, the, um, we can attempt the nerve sparing route that side and we could live with a small positive surgical margin. So that's the question. Um, let's turn to the, to the practical question. I mean, if you perform a radical prostatectomy, um, with nerve sparing, the, there are different options for the, for the width of the nerve sparing. You can do it immediately at the prostate or you can leave the dorsal parts of the, of the bundles. So what is the current practice in San Rafael? So we tend to, so by safety, uh, it, it, so by safety, if we were to stay average patient, um, we wouldn't perform the nerve sparing on that side, especially because apical lesions mostly are associated with more clinically relevant positive surgical margins. So they're the ones that you get uh, more than one or more than two millimeter positive surgical margins. So you tend to avoid it, especially if it's apical. That said, if a patient has, um, already impotent or already has uh, erectile dysfunction. So you have to have a preoperative assessment. Is so it worth you, the risk? You, you would, uh, you would decide, more likely decide not to perform yes. nerve sparing. So you don't pay attention to the potential value of nerve sparing for the continents yes, post-operatively. Exactly. Okay. Um, and um, so uh, how, how many prostatectomies do you perform annually in San Rafael? Uh, I don't so, have uh, huge, the ex- huge uh, experience with the yes. I, I don't have congratulations. The, <laughs> thank you. I don't have the the exact uh, numbers to, to be honest at the at the moment. Um, but let's wait for the for the for the uh, analysis of your data, and uh, I think there will be a, a practice relevant or practice changing on some yes kind of further assessment. Hopefully, yes. We have a we have a very. Uh, streamlined uh, movement where we have all the patients get uh, histological analysis and it's all stored in a biobank so we get to do even post-operative analysis which are very extensive so hopefully we can correlate it also to there's also an issue about positive surgical margins one day we may also correlate it to maybe molecular factors so can we live with a bigger positive surgical margin if they have very latent or very low um I don't know, methylation mutations or... Well, not so far yet. It's yes. not a prime we'll time. See. Still not a prime time. But what I, what, I, what I wanted to get is, even with this manuscript, even with this uh, paper, was that it's not a yes or no positive surgical margin, but it, it's, it's a spectrum that we have to try and understand where we want to draw the line. 
And this is one of the first steps. Yes, if you have an index lesion on one side, it's probably going to, if you ever develop a positive surgical margin, it is going to be on that side. Um, there was only 3% which had a cross margin. Thank you so much for your, uh, for the talk. Thank you.